You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. That means it is Mental Health Monday here in The Coffee Hour. We'll chat with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman here in just a moment. Thank you to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman today for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if you guys can hear me shushing my husband because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, COVID so fun. So we're a little bit back to a work from home routine. So it could get interesting around here at the game ends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm familiar with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many many people packed into one little space trying to make it all work and Mm -hmm. trying to be industrious. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Good Good connection. Uh, We're continuing our conversation on industry and uh, purpose today. Uh, Where would you like to begin with that today, Heidi? Well, today our episode especially helps us tune into how industry is helpful and a proper understanding of it, if you will, um, or maybe a discovery of it, like diving into it is helpful for our mental health. Um, Industry, the foil of industry that we see in Erickson's theory of development is inferiority. Um, And so on my website, HeidiGaiman.com, you can read an article where I help I think under people understand the connection of industry and then this concept that we have theologically that's known as purpose as well as vocation. Um, And I think those are two different things, although they're like very closely related. And so as Lutherans, we really like the lens of vocation and it's very helpful for us. So we don't get lost in, um, our identity being wrapped up in what we do, which is really industry, right? Industry is like, we do some great stuff. We have these um, contributions we bring to the world and we're productive. We have this sense of productivity. Um, And so we don't attach all of that um, to our identity because what happens when we have a disability then, or what happens when uh, we just have a bad day or what happens when (laughs) our project falls apart? Uh, We don't want to have that sense of self deteriorate because uh, we are wrapping so much of our identity up in this concept that we call industry. And so I think we have to evaluate, you know, what is purpose? What is vocation to get to this idea of what industry is so we don't have a sense of inferiority? Um, I think that purpose is a little bit bigger than vocation. So vocation is those masks, Luther calls them, or the roles that we play in life uh, from, uh, you know, radio star, uh, Andy and Sarah, to uh, (laughs) father and um, wife and um, student or uh, church member, neighbor, all of those different roles are our vocations. And they fit together in a puzzle piece that is our life. At the core is our identity, which is solid in Christ Jesus. It doesn't change as well as the unique person that he's made us to be. And so our purpose, I think, is that whole picture where vocation is like the pieces of it. Does that make sense when I talk about that, you guys? 
think so. Yes, it's a, it's a different <laughs> uh, way of of uh, looking at vocation, which is interesting. Right. And we do love to talk about vocation, but sometimes maybe not always very clearly. <laughs> right. Well, and I think it's probably because it is as clear as you know maybe not mud, but gravel, like, it's not, you know, these, these are big idea concepts. And so they're always going to require a certain amount of sorting, which is okay. Like we don't, we don't have the answer for everything vocation is in our lives. Like today, that's part of God's revealing um, in his word when we open it. And so it's a concept, but like any good concept, we want to dive into it and discover more and how it applies to our life. And so for me, that I think is the Heidi Gaiman difference, if you will, of how I would encourage people to view vocation is that we make uh, a mistake for people's mental health when we focus so much on vocation and never talk about purpose uh, because we people want to have a sense of purpose like we we know this there's a reason that uh, Rick Warren's book purpose driven life uh whether you like it or not has sold millions of copies people are hungry for the answer of that and so we want to make sure we're leaning into those questions that people have the problem in american culture is that purpose can be confused with productivity right <laughs> like we mm -hmm. we just equate those two and you can see how that would tank our mental health pretty quickly. Um, so let's dial back and, and discover a little bit of purpose today for our mental health. So the question I think we could be asking kids, for instance, instead of what do you want to be when you grow up, which is a vocational question, correct? Like, what do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want to do in this world? Um, I think we could ask them some different questions. Not that that question's bad, but it's only a part of that puzzle. That's the pieces. We're looking for the whole puzzle of who God is in our life and what he's doing. So some other questions we might ask kids are, who are you? You know, who has God made you to be? What uniqueness has God given you? What's important to you? Uh, what's what's what gets you excited? Um, what kinds of things do you think or feel God has called you to bring to this world? Uh, we know that even children have vocations, and those, so that's one way we can help them kind of pull that out and lean into that uh, Lutheran concept. But then also to build this sense of industry in them, this greater sense of purpose that's even bigger than that. Um, I think moving it from what do you do or where are you from or those very like, um, you know, I get that they're concrete, but moving them to asking them questions to consider you know, who they really are and what has God called them to. So to do that for Andy and Sarah today, even though this isn't therapy, it's just kind of fun. Name three <laughs> things God has called you to bring to this world, big or small. You know, what are some of the things you think God has called you to bring to this world? Uh, at the top of my list is color and an artistic view of everything. And my husband will tease me about this. We were just like, I was, I was looking at the steam coming off of his coffee this morning and taking a video of it. And I was like, it's beautiful. And that's little... not a small thing. The world needs a little bit more aesthetic. I yes. feel like sometimes, uh, right? especially in a world that's pretty hard, you know? So yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two on my list is like smiling and laughing because that's one of my favorite things to do if, if people haven't figured that out yet. Um, and thirdly is problem solving and uh, like curious problem solving. Those are my three. Oh, I love it. I love it. How about you, Andy? <laughs> It's kind of ironic that we work together because mine aren't too different from that. Um, <laughs> so 
first of all, I'm the I'm always the person on any team or committee who asks the question why. Like I'm that annoying person. I, so I don't know if I'm just given to be that annoying person who always challenges everything. Well, why are we doing this? Why are we going about it this way? Well, here's yeah. a question. I'm sorry, like not to move into this, but like, <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting when we are judgmental about an aspect of what we bring to the world, you know, like, where does that come from? Like, I know you, you aren't judging yourself, but I do think it's easy when we like go through these things to think of the way other people perceive those things from us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's a really, the way that you reflected that is really insightful because I wonder if you bring that to the world, if that's part of your sense of like, who Andy is that God put here um, to bring to this world, to give to this world in purpose, then like you feel bad about it. Can you imagine the way that that impacts your mental health? And you, I know are, you know, likely not wrapped up in that, but it would be easy, I think, for someone to be wrapped up in how other perceive those things that we bring. So, okay, sorry, continue. That's okay. It's not therapy. We're fine. We're totally fine. Totally fine. So let's see. In addition to asking why, I'm always kind of the anomaly. Uh, always, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, just unique about whatever I do. Um, and then, like, like I like Broadway and I like bluegrass. So you know, I just like the weird <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. um, That's good. And. Uh, uh, I, Kind of similar to Sarah's uh, approach to color and just seeing how the world is beautiful. I find that I'm always looking at um, the connection between technology and creativity or or aesthetics and technology as well. Um, having a background in theater and, and especially the technical side of theater, always looking at, well, how did they make it look like that? What technology did they use and how can I recreate that? So always looking at um, aesthetics from, I guess, a, a technology perspective. Mm, those are really good. Definitely. And you can see how in all the things that you guys listed, so we're looking for this sense of individuality for our mental health. That's important. We want to have this sense of self that says, I'm an individual. I bring something unique to the world, right? And and Andy just like stated that outright. <laughs> like, I bring something <laughs> unique here. Um, that's something we need to know for our mental health, that we are unique individuals. But then we also want within that, this sense of connection, that we are bringing it to the world, that we are uh, connected in what we give. Um, and we are so unique that we're outcast. Um, and so our purpose is in both of those things, in both the uh, sense of uh, individuality, but as well as that connection and belonging. Um, and so industry then is our actual like doing that stuff, <laughs> doing the work of that stuff, going to that vocational piece. Um, and so in America, at least, and there's some other cultures like this too, but particularly in America, because that's our, the three of our experiences. And um, I think living in the 21st century in particular means we live in this productivity oriented culture. So if the things you listed aren't very productive, it's very difficult to have that sense of industry, that sense of I'm bringing what my purpose is into this world in a concrete way. Um, and so we fight against uh, this inner sense of like whether what I do is worthwhile or not. And um, you know, Sarah and I are both uh, 
attested multi-potentialites. Like we like to do multiple different things and have our hands mm-hmm. in a lot of different things. Um, and that's a really good thing. And I'm glad that terminology has come to our world now because mm-hmm. it, it really helps reflect that back to that doctrine of vocation in Lutheranism that you can do a lot of things and do them well. And you can do um, a lot of things and do them okay. And that is not where you find uh your worth, your worth is in Christ alone. And so you can see where, as we talk through this, it all gets like in this giant ball of yarn that we carry inside of us that we're trying to figure out. Um, And so I just really encourage the listener to not uh, move into the judgment of themselves when they are entering into conversations or entering into like thoughts and emotions related to these things. Just listen to what God's word has to say and listen internally to what the spirit is bringing up inside of you, your own emotions, bring those before God about this. Um, When you walk out into the world, it will always want something from you, right? Like that's the world. (laughs) Like, what do you have to give us today? Um, (laughs) God doesn't operate like that. And so I think to have true sense of industry, um, we can also have some peace in that when we sit before God more often. And I think that's one reason why quiet time with God each day is so powerful is because it's the one place where no one needs something from us, right? Like we, our industry is just in being because God created us and he enjoys us and he sent Jesus for us so he can have relationship with us. And then our industry isn't so wrapped up in then this external thing of when I walk out my door and people have 4,000 needs, I think I may or may not be able to meet today. Um, They wait until you walk out the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Sorry. Everyone wakes up. (laughs) No, that is true. I like how you bring up the family vocation. You don't really have to go somewhere to do that. That's a really, really good Good point. So, Andy and Sarah, what task? Oh, we probably need a break, I guess, before I ask you that question. <laughs> we'll continue our conversation for Mental Health Monday <laughs> with Deaconess Heidi Gaven right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. On this Monday, November 9th, 2020, KFUO Radio thanks our day sponsor, Lael Ternetto of St. Louis, Missouri, as she gives thanks for the blessing of family. Lael made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor and in thanksgiving to the Lord for her granddaughter, Drew Sawyer McCrary, whose birthday is tomorrow on November 10th. Thank you, Lael Ternetto, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsor. Christian Friends of New Americans invites you to play virtual trivia November 7th and or 14th. Your team members can join you on Zoom from anywhere. There's also a virtual auction November 7th through the 14th. Auction items include vacations, gift baskets, certificates, golf lessons, and more. Your support is needed for ministry among refugees and immigrants. Visit cfna-stl.org slash events or call 314-517-8513. That's 314-517-8513. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. 
And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. It's also uh, Multi Potentialites Unite here on the yes. Coffee Hour as well. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like you should be like an icon for that. Like I need an emoji that's like, yes, Multi Potentialites. Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's good. It's good. We're talking uh, purpose <laughs> and and, and uh, industry in terms of mental health, and so. Uh, moving on, we, we've talked about the things that, that we've been given to bring into this world or how we contribute to our, our families, our communities, society, what God, how God has gifted us to, to serve in this world. Where are we going from here, Heidi, now that we've, we've just poured out our souls yeah, here? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, just to recap, like that sense of purpose, um, can get so lost in the industry of the world and, and, and what they want from us and what we offer here, what we contribute, if you will. And so there's value in both going to do that service um, and love our neighbor well by doing things and having this sense of industry and productivity even. Those aren't terrible things, but for our mental health, especially, and for our spiritual health, we want to like couple that with coming before God and having a place where we can just be because our purpose is in just being loved by him and created by him and valued by him. And so, you know, I just encourage the listener to, to have both of those things in your life um, and, and draw back from judging what you offer this world. Anytime that sense of judgment comes up, like that's not God, <laughs> that's not God talking. That is um, the devil, you know, just attacking us. And so I want you to give yourself spaces where you can um, dive into what God uh, has called you to do here without that sense of judgment, because that's Christ in our lives is freedom. So my question for you is then uh, just to kind of consider what tasks or jobs do you think are more highly valued in our culture? So we can all be a little bit more aware of for our mental health when we do either wake up and try to take care of our family or go out into the world and do our other vocations. What do you think the world says? Oh, that's industry. Oh, that's that's a real meaningful contribution to this world. What's more highly valued in our culture? What do you think, you guys? I have, I have a big bucket of anything that requires a four-year degree and then some uh, I think is are are things that uh, that we see as I don't know higher callings maybe mm-hmm. um, something mm-hmm. that that requires a lot more time to like learn and study. Mm-hmm. No, it's totally true. Like anything, the the higher you move up on the academic you know level, then you are clearly more industrious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that is really true, and and we're gonna call that out right now. Like that's not how God works. Like that's, that is a contribution. That's not the only contribution that can be made. Right. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What do you think? Jobs that pay money, especially jobs that pay lots of money. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think we, we're quick to look past important vocations or jobs or contributions that really don't involve any like paycheck necessarily. There might be money Mm -hmm. involved, but it's not necessarily in the form of a paycheck. It might be, Mm -hmm. um, you know, saving a family money, you know, the, the stay at home mom or dad, who's 
who's uh, working diligently at home that's saving the family a lot of money. We look past those. I think we put a lot of high value on a job that has a paycheck. Oh, that's really good. You guys brought out two really strong, clear ones. And I really appreciate that. I encourage the listener to consider this question. Like in your life in particular, what do you see highly valued around you as far as vocationally or industry is goes? Man, my words are having a hard time today. Has anyone noticed that? Like, <laughs> not carrying out my industry or vocation very well today with words. Um, but yeah, just kind of sit in that for yourself because then if you are the stay-at-home mom or if you are a worker that that's career didn't need a um four-year degree or an eight-year degree or whatever, or if you're a person that feels burdened by what they don't have to offer the world, you know, if that's that sense of judgment comes up frequently for you, just identify these value tensions, if you will, between ourselves and our culture. And I think that helps a lot to just begin to see the reality of what um, our world says versus what God says um, and putting those things together. So to finish out our show today, I wanted to get into a little bit of the mental health benefits of purpose. So when we do lean into this idea of purpose and vocation and what God is calling us to, whether big or small or everything in between, uh, what does that do for our mental health? Uh, what are the outcomes that we know happen um, when we have a strong sense of purpose in this world? Um, and so there's a few. I have three today. One is being able to see the bigger picture. So when we concern ourselves with purpose instead of only like our sense that we contributed in that moment or uh, we had industry today, we were productive today, we checked off the 10 things on our to-do list or whatever, we get the bigger picture, which God is always, always concerned with the bigger picture. You know, he has this grand plan, this huge narrative that we're a part of. Um, and so that I think helps us to see that he is working in, in the tiny things, but he also, we may not see that industry immediately. Um, and people, they breathe deeper when thinking about a sense of purpose, which I think is really interesting. Like just even our breath changes when we think about a sense of purpose versus when we get worked up about these mundane tasks and the things that need to be done. Um, they also are more altruistic or gratitude minded when we think about, they're able to think on uh, gr gratefulness and thanksgiving when they have a stronger sense of purpose. Um, and so those, those are some things from research that we know happen that physically change for us um, with the idea of purpose. So the question of purpose takes us outside our like often hyper focus of not just like the details, if you will, of to-do lists, but also suffering and <laughs> struggle. I mean, how many of us have experienced like vocational suffering? <laughs> You're just like, this is a part of my job. I don't like that. I feel the weightiness of, um, you know, there's a sense of maybe loss even at different times in vocation when we have been passed over for a promotion or we haven't gotten the job or the degree or the task really that we wanted within a different vocation. How many moms and dads who are taking care of kids feel this sense of just overwhelming not success? <laughs> like I <laughs> do not see on a daily basis that my parenting is 
beneficial in any way, shape or form. But when I pan out, right, I get to see the bigger picture of that and I can see it a little bit more. Um, and so that's a really healthy place to be when we can pan out in those different vocational spaces. Um, and then I would also say that um, it's beneficial for our mental health when we um, take some time to find some joy in our strengths. You know, our strength is in the Lord, but he also brings us actual strengths too that are very practical that we can see every day, um, as well as we all have our weaknesses and stuff, but we can give glory to God for that. And so that's that's good for our mental health when we, we're not just focusing on the positive. We are seeing our weaknesses, but to give some space for those strengths instead of that ultra hypercriticalness that comes in so often when we talk about industry and purpose and vocation that's really good for our mental health. And so then a couple more, the changing nature of understanding our purpose, like there, we just talked about multi-potentialites, that's that idea. There's not one right thing for you. <laughs> that's actually, that's a totally worldly idea. When we talk about vocation as Lutherans, that's one thing we want to rejoice in is that Luther gave us this language to be like, hey, I can do a lot of things. And that's not um, against the Lord. I think in Christianity in general, without the idea of vocation, we can get really wrapped up in like, what's my thing? You know, that God gave me, I, I need to do the thing. And if, if I miss the thing, we're all afraid of missing that, that big thing that God gave us to do. Um, you know, some of us might have a really strong sense of this thing he gave us, this passion, but that's really most of the time, not true. You know, most of the time we have many, many vocations and even, you know, I'm very passionate about mental health, but if I'm not also taking care of my vocation as a wife and a mom, that's not good. That's not healthy for my family. It's not healthy for my spiritual walk with God and it's not healthy for my mental health. So really reflecting on that, I think is really helpful that it's always changing. Your sense of purpose should be in flux at all times. Um, and then the last thing in our two seconds that we have left, right, um, <laughs> is we're always relationship focused. Uh, that's how we shift from productivity to purpose. God, that being sense, like sitting before God and knowing that he re relishes that relationship with us, he doesn't need something from us, then helps us to go out and have a sense of purpose and be industrious without being wrapped up in the productivity and what I'm giving um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And so just dial back to the relationships God has given you and how you're bringing him into those relationships, how you are, um, how he's called you into this world to be with people really at the end of the day, to love our neighbor, not to just go do stuff. Um, so that is purpose and industry for our mental health. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about building that. You know, what are some steps we can take to get to uh, that stronger sense of purpose and in industry? Deaconess Heidi Gaiman on Mental Health Monday here on The Coffee Hour, HeidiGaiman.com. Thanks so much, Heidi, for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Thanks. I'll see you next week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Anywhere. Anywhere.